0: What Oklahoma State needs to bring on the defensive side of things for a victory against Texas, plus the Big 12 power rankings, and who has the best chance to make it to the Big 12 championship, all on today's episode of Locked on Pokes. Thanks for making Locked on Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. You are Locked on Pokes, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Cowboy fans? Welcome to the Locked On Pokes podcast, your daily Oklahoma State podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Lyndall Godfrey, co-host of Fantasy Besties and avid Oklahoma State fan, You can follow me on Twitter at Lindellians. You can follow the show at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes on Twitter or find the show on the Locked on Pokes Facebook page. Make sure you follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app to get the latest shows every weekday here with Locked on Pokes. Much like yesterday's show where I covered the keys on offense to a victory against Texas, in particular, the key players on offense, I'll be doing the same for defense today. If you haven't had a chance to check out yesterday's show about the offensive side of the ball, I covered that all yesterday. But okay, before we get started and I have to go, I have to say something because if I, who else am I going to say it to? You know, I got to talk to somebody. I can't read or hear the words underdog or upset in relation to Oklahoma State anymore this week. I can't do it. I'm losing my mind. Oklahoma State is ranked 12th in the nation. They're undefeated. Texas is ranked 25th. They've lost two games. And I know that Texas is the betting favorite, but I'm still salty about it, and I needed to do a quick rant to feel better. Okay, on to Oklahoma State's defense that's ranked 14th nationally in yards per play. Texas has Big 12's most powerful offense. They put up half points per game, and they've gotten there with their three-headed monster of Casey Thompson, Bijan Robinson, and Xavier Worthy. I spoke about Robinson and Worthy at the beginning of this week. The key for the whole of the defense is going to be taking away big chunk plays. Xavier Worthy started last weekend with a 75-yard touchdown pass from Casey Thompson. Those are the plays that we cannot let happen against us. Mike Gundy spoke. To Bijan Robinson and his ability his ability to evade tackles. If you've watched Robinson run at all this year, you know he's causing missed tackles left and right. It's crucial to our victory on Saturday. It, it's gonna be wrapping up on our tackles. It's something that Oklahoma State defense struggled with at the beginning of the season. They've gotten much better at wrapping up on their tackles. So staying on track against Likely the best running back in the country is the definition of a key to victory. We're going to have to bring him down at the first hit. He can't slide through four or five defensive guys before we finally get him down. Getting to the quarterback is another thing that I think is going to be huge in our favor to getting a win. Quarterback hurries, pressures, sacks. Getting through the Texas offensive line is going to make huge advances for Oklahoma State. Getting to Casey Thompson doesn't even have to come in the form of a stat. Giving him a little bit of time to throw isn't something that that will show up in the box score, but it will show up in the game script. And this should be easy as Texas has been rearranging their offensive line after the loss to Oklahoma You all know how I feel about offensive lines. One that's inconsistent and getting shuffled, like the one we're about to face, is a weak offensive line. They knew they had issues with it, so they had to kind of go in and try to doctor it up. We did some band-aiding, doctoring our offensive line last season. We saw how well that worked for us. I don't think it's going to pay off the first week of switching things around, so it'll be a great week for our defensive front seven to get through their offensive line into their quarterback tied for team sacks are Brock Martin and Colin Oliver, the latter of which played in relief of an injured Brock Martin. It does sound like over the bye week Brock Martin has healed up and he was listed on the depth chart as the starter, the tandem of the two being able to give each other breathers. It's such a great asset and such a great Testament to the depth of our defense. And it's going to really pay off. Should the offense struggle to stay on the field, I'm very excited what we've seen out of Colin Oliver. We know what Brock Martin, excuse me, we know what Brock Martin brings to the table. So I'm very excited to see them both healthy and how they can play off each other this weekend. Defensive superstar, Malcolm Rodriguez, who leads the team with 31 solo tackles, will need to have another great game against Texas. I've talked a lot about how disruptive he can be if it's stuff that, even if it's stuff that doesn't show up on the stat sheet. He has a packed stat sheet, doesn't mean that he's not filling in those things that show up in box scores, but he's a walking, talking, wrecking ball of a player, and he will help bolster that defense against the run this weekend. From the cornerback room, Jarek Bernard-Converse and Christian Holmes will be tasked with their toughest competition yet. Both have been incredibly impressive this season, but we'll be looking for them to really bring their absolute A game against a guy like Xavier Worthy this weekend. Safety Colby Harvell Peel, who has been playing lights out this season and is the and his entire cowboy career is another player I'll be looking to have a great game against Texas. I would love to see him come away with an interception this weekend. We didn't quite get it done against Baylor, so I'm I'm hoping we can create some turnovers on defense. I think it's gonna be very, very important. That our defense can muster some turnovers against Texas, gets the offense back on the field, gets the defense off the field, gets their offense off the field. So, securing some turnovers would be huge this weekend for this defense. What it comes down to is we know that this defense is skilled enough to slow down even the offensivist offenses like Texas. And I do think they'll put it all together again this weekend and we will come out with a win. Up next, I once again got together with the other host of the Locked On Big 12 podcasts, so that we could talk Big 12 power rankings. But first, college football fans, have you heard about PrizePix? Picks offers all the props you can think of, including touchdowns and interceptions thrown, college and professional, plus it's super easy to use. You can pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. PrizePix is safe and it offers fast withdrawals. Make sure to use promo code LOCKEDON for a 100% matchup to $100. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com or go to your App Store and download the app today. PrizePix is a daily fantasy made easy. Thank you for making Locked On Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Now, I said I got together again with Josh, Jake, John, and Steven to talk some Big 12 power rankings. I got good news, guys. We finally wore him down. Here's Josh's power rankings and how we felt about them.
1: Let's just start with the with the Big 12 power rankings. Um I made them and I didn't, I didn't seem to have attached them into the end of the clip. So we're just going to, we're just going to go off the cuff right here. All right, friends, the big 12 power rankings. Number one, we have to go with Oklahoma, John, I'll pitch it to you here and let you kind of elaborate, but uh, there's no way anybody else besides Oklahoma could be number one by hook or by crook, whatever, whatever way they have to do it. Uh, Oklahoma has gotten the job done this year and another win this week. They just win. You and I talked about it yesterday in our show, a variety of ways they find a win.
2: Yeah, they've won every single way that you can imagine uh, in 2021 so far. 6 and 0 to start the season. Got got the biggest win of the season thus far against their their hated rival the Texas Longhorns in an improbable fashion. I've written so many pieces this week for Sooners Wire where I've used the words improbable, thrilling, unexpected, excite. I mean, I I've run out of adjectives to describe that win. It was Incredible to watch. My wife, she's an alum of the team of, of the school, and I mean, we were running around the living room just like pumping fists and high fiving. Almost did some chest bumps, but I'm a little too old for that. Uh, but man, it was it was incredible to watch and just a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, and you know, the question is, all right, who's number two? And actually, you know, a quick piece of person right there. Boom, there are your rankings. All right, so Linda, uh, I'll go to you next. I have the Oklahoma State Cowboys at number two now. Um, I've you know, John. First, before I get to Linda, where'd you put Oklahoma State this week for you? Oh, uh, they stayed.
2: They were they were two for me last week. They were mm-hmm. two again this week.
1: Yeah. So, Linda, um, now they're number two, and they actually didn't have to do much to get it. They just took a week off. I, I think here's the here's the upshot for me on this is that they are undefeated too. But I mean, <laughs> Texas has a horrible defense. They have a really really bad defense. That's kind of the bottom line and. I think Oklahoma State, like for as much as their offense has struggled, they're a bit more well rounded than Texas is. And I know people were saying, wow, it was a great effort. The offense is so explosive. Yeah, but they're still four and two, and and Oklahoma State's undefeated.
0: Well, I'm just glad to know I could wear you guys down after <laughs> only seven weeks. It didn't even take that much effort, but I agree. I think Oklahoma state's defense is I think Oklahoma state's defense is the best in the big 12. I think they can hang with any of the offenses, including Texas, which we'll see this weekend. Um, but I I'm glad to see them at number two. I, I don't think that there's any argument that they shouldn't be.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. I, and now we get the matchup this week between, uh, between Texas and Oklahoma State, which is we'll, we'll get to in a little bit. Um, coming up this week, Jake, for the BYU Cougars, it is the Baylor Bears who are checking in at number three in my power rankings after a uh, comprehensive win. I mean, that, that's the best an offense has looked this year against West Virginia's defense. I will say this. This is a weird – this game is actually between two teams who like to do kind of the same things, right? Like the last week, Baylor threw the ball a lot, but kind of – winning at the line of scrimmage is what both BYU and Baylor hope to do on both sides of the ball. So it's exciting one this week. And uh, I would say BYU would probably be around that three, four, five rank right now in the big 12.
3: Well, that's the funny thing is you would imagine that maybe some of these guys worked together. Oh wait, they did. Yeah, they did. (laughs) Eric Mateos moving over from BYU this past, Eric Mateos and Jeff Grimes, excuse me, moving over from BYU to Baylor this past week. We've already heard from Aaron Roderick and Elisa Tuiaki, the offensive and defensive coordinators here in Provo. At BYU have already said this week they have to change up all of their signals in terms of signaling in plays, all that stuff, because Mateos, mm. they know exactly what BYU does. And I guarantee that Baylor, on offense in particular, is going to, have to do the exact same thing because if you try and signal it in like normal, it's the exact same deal. So BYU will be able to intercept that. So very interesting matchup and the loss for BYU against Boise State—not a good loss—but when you mm. turn the ball over four times, it's going to be hard to win any football game. It feels like.
1: Yeah, and their and their offense really struggled there in that second half. They couldn't get the running game going, and that's 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 big for both these teams. You know, Abram Smith and uh, it's it's pronounced Algier, correct? Algier is that?
3: Algier, yeah, Tyler Algier. Yeah,
1: yeah Algier. that's those two guys. You know, they they want to get them established, and I think I, I think this game probably ends up being low scoring, just because of the familiarity, right? Is that, is that kind of where you're at?
3: Yeah, the, these two teams, they're very familiar. The offenses, there's going to be no secrets between these two. Uh, I, I'm with you. I think both these defenses will be well prepared for the opposing offense, and I think it's going to be more of a grinder-type game where it's just maybe it's, it gets into the high teens, low 20s for the winning team, really.
1: And then Steven next to you. So I, I had, I have to me a call, but I buried TCU way too far down the power rankings before um, they, they ran the ball all over Texas tech this week. I mean, Zach Evans had a hundred yards in the first quarter. I think maybe he, he, he clips. That he did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he got however he wanted and he was the best player on the field. That's kind of the, the big story there. And, it sets up a really intriguing matchup this week. Um, I would say here's the here's here's where I'm at where you are student. If TCU's defense was a little bit better, a little bit better, I'd feel comfortable taking them with that 11 and a half but their defense is not hasn't shown me enough yet but they're trending in the right direction after last week.
4: They are yeah, kind of a, a bizarre scenario given the history of the program but the defense has struggled a ton. Uh, They didn't necessarily show a lot of promise against Texas Tech. I mean, held the Red Raiders to 10 points in the first half. But, uh, you know, then Texas Tech was able to get some things going. But, yeah, the running game was fantastic. And this is something that they did, you know, last year towards the end of the season against teams that were sort of in the bottom half of the league, which was just essentially take the ball out of Max Duggan's hands and kind of maul everybody. Uh, I can't see them – you know, succeeding much if they only pass the ball ten times against Oklahoma. Um, we also got some weird espionage going on today. Gary Patterson suddenly said Max Duggan's questionable. Don't really know what's
1: going on there. What the hell was that? This dude every single week is something that we talk about every single week. They had a <laughs> yeah,
4: baby. He is our Twitter king every week. When did they win? When- yeah, he really
1: I- delivers. I, I-, I watched
0: Hashtag that game content. pretty
1: closely. It is content, but I watched the game pretty closely. Where do, they, where do these injuries occur, occur Steven, I didn't see them.
4: I don't know. I mean, Quentin Johnston was one of the guys listed. He was out last week, and I, right. I don't expect him to play. Zach Evans, because apparently it's against the law for him to play four quarters, they, they shut him down at halftime because he was nicked up, and Gary blamed the turf at Texas Tech, which was a new one. But anyway, <laughs> the, the Max Duggan thing, my guess is that since Lincoln Riley did not name a starting quarterback, Yes. Now Gary Patterson says, "Okay, two can play that game. I'm not going to name a starting quarterback either." Here's the problem, Gary. I don't think Lincoln, if you're listening, which I know you are cuz you got so much time.
1: Yeah.
4: Max or Matthew Downing, respectable young man. I'm sure he's wonderful in the community. A
1: winner in the classroom.
4: Do not watch any tape. You don't need to, <laughs> brother. You don't need to. If if you're if you're
1: putting on a pot of coffee
4: watching Matthew Downing tape, you need help because you got I, real deal problems.
1: It's, it really is I, I, this is well, this is a, a story from a while ago, but I, I think it might have involved John Gruden. Um, but they were talking about a story where they went to Colt's camp one time and they're talking about how like so few reps that the number two quarterback was getting. and they're like, why don't you give us the twos? you know why don't you give back quarterback? Some reps, and mm-hmm. I think I remember the coach at the time. This says, "If 18s hurt, we're F'd and we don't practice F, Right? <laughs> so it's like it's, that's that's the kind of like here's the thing. Like if if you prepare for Max Duggan, and because you're not well, afraid of, you're not afraid of Matthew Down. like it's, he's not going to beat you. It's kind of the same concept. Sure, and also like if we're
4: going to do this, let's just go all out. Like let's just put Chandler Moore's revenge game, baby. Like let's just put Chandler out there, and you know he can he can go after it. And you know maybe, what you should do is you
1: should do, you should put or on the depth chart for like all four like you know just all or, four of them. Or, or, yeah. yeah, whoever's yeah whoever's in the program. If you're a quarterback, just put or every position. Um, but would you say how, what is the angst level right now of Gary Patterson? Is it down because you said he blamed the turf at Texas Tech for something? I would say it was down, but he was angry today at, at the
4: press conference. I don't know why. I mean, he just he seemed he seemed a little testy. I don't know if it's these injuries, um, but yeah, I, I think it's down a little bit. Like he. That was a great game for him. They ran the ball a million times. The defense was a little bit better. Um, but overall, I don't really know if you learned anything. I mean, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a real Karen here. Like, I want to speak to the manager. Because last week I told everybody that all I wanted was Zach Evans to carry the football a million times. And I know that they ran the football a million times. But, like, what are we doing? We're, we're going to, like, a wishbone offense now. Yeah. There has to be a balance like there has to be a middle ground between ignoring your running backs and then what they did against Texas Tech. Uh, but, hey, they got a victory. Their
1: offense is still like legitimately good.
4: Yeah, it is. And, is the they got to, part. and they got to win. And as you said, the defense is really the more glaring issue, which is crazy. Um, but they're still missing some of those interiority linemen. I think Noah Daniels might play at corner this week, which would be helpful. Uh, but the other thing is, like, for all the talk of through the years about this potential chess match between, like, Lincoln Riley and Gary Patterson, like, offense and defensive minds, I mean, aside from the year, like, Jalen Hurts was out there and they were able to force a few turnovers, they've really been overmatched. So I, I don't see this defense – you know, finding a way to make it click and being the, the team that figures it out. But we'll see. I mean, but you do have a guy who's making his first career start, it appears, with Caleb Williams. And as great as he is, I think there is something to be said about that.
0: Next up, we talked about which teams have a legit shot at the Big 12 championship game. But first, a word from one of our sponsors, Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. And you can get 15% off your order at Bilt.com with promo code LOCKED15. This is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're coated in chocolate. You can even trick your brain. There's 17 to 18 grams of protein and only 4 to 5 grams of sugar. Built Bar has nine flavors ranging from raspberry to coconut to peanut butter chocolate. Peanut butter chocolate, guys. Are you hearing me? If you're adventurous and looking to try every flavor, you can check out Built Bar's Mixed Box where you get two of each of the nine flavors over on Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Again, head over to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. I got one more clip from you with my round table with the other Big Twelve hosts. We talked about which teams we thought had a legit shot at the Big Twelve Championship as of right now in the season. I bet you guys can't guess how I feel, she said, dripping in sarcasm. Here's how that went. Alright,
1: so here's the situation, folks. I made three tiers. Uh tier one is see you in Dallas, which means basically book your ticket to the to the big 12 championship game tier two is the the competitors there's and there's six of them in there i think it's six uh it's five of them five of them in that one and then there's the long shots probably you know it's over uh jake you're gonna get the first crack at this as i show this now because before we hear from the biased folks uh in the room i, wa- I want your thoughts on this on on these tiers do you think are you with me that there there is uh there are six teams that could play for a big 12 championship this year.
3: Yeah. I I would be with you on that. I do like the fact you put kind of Oklahoma in its own tier because it looks like they are on their way to playing there in Jerry world. The tier two is very interesting. Oklahoma state, Texas, Iowa state, Baylor TCU. Yeah. It's a little bit of a dog fight there. So I'm actually with you. I think it, it truly is a six team race to see who ends up squaring off there in Jerry world.
1: Steven, did I did – I, uh, should I have bumped TCU to Tier 3? Like, or, I mean, I'm, I I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised that you didn't have them there.
4: Uh, we'll see. It, it's going to take some doing. Like the, the issue is you've already taken a loss to Texas. So, I mean, if you lose to OU, that's, that's two conference losses, and then basically you have to run a table from there. I don't think it's likely – um, and then the other, the other team that kind of falls in that boat to me, like, I think Kansas state is legitimately pretty good, but they've already lost two games. So right. I, I totally understand why they're sitting there in tier three. Um, but yeah, I think those two teams are kind of in similar situations. Early losses will set you back in a big way.
1: And look, you guys, remember, I had Kansas state number two, my power rankings a few weeks ago, and, and I was giving them some love with Skylar Thompson. They're a totally different animal, right? I mean, the, you know, and even with him being banged up, they they gave Oklahoma a really good run uh in that game. So it's you know, that that's the limiting factor there. Uh John, do you think it's you think it's appropriate to kind of say, you know, despite the fact that Oklahoma's wins have been as close, we've talked about, that we can feel pretty comfortable about them making it to another Big Twelve Championship game and playing for a seventh consecutive Big Twelve title?
2: Yeah, I mean I don't see any reason why not. They're gonna get challenged. I mean, the Oklahoma State Baylor game uh, Iowa State's still on the schedule. TCU, I think, will give them a bit of a dogfight, especially if they try to pound it on the ground a little bit. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting. I think Oklahoma is the best team in the conference, even though they don't have the the pretty wins. But they're, they're, they've are they're they got one of the best coaches in the conference. Even though they might be going to a true freshman quarterback in Caleb Williams, he's still got a really explosive offense. And he actually unlocked some of that deep, down the field passing that has been missing from Oklahoma's offense this this year and the defense, you know, they're, they're making it work. You know, it's not been pretty each week, but they're making the plays when they need to make the plays. And, you know, I, I I think it's going to be interesting to see who comes in with Oklahoma. Now they're going to, again, they have some challenges, but I'm really excited about some of these matchups. They're going to pit kind of that tier two against each other, especially with, you know, Texas and Oklahoma state this weekend, it's going to be, it's going to be really, really fascinating. Big 12 schedule.
1: Uh, Linda, if I told you that you know Oklahoma State would be in this position right now, kind of the leader of Tier Two, at, at that undefeated status uh, at five and zero, would you would you have believed me to start the season? Would you was this, is this was this your expectation to be at five and zero, or are you uh, a little surprised that they're this they've had this much success?
0: Expectations a bold bold choice for a word because every season I'm always all in on my team. I'm like, we got it. Big 12 championships. Like, it doesn't matter. It, we had so much turnover. There was a lot on offense, like a lot of questions to be answered. And once we unlocked Jalen Warren and, and Tay Martin got healthy and was on the field with uh, Spencer Sanders, they've really kind of helped open up the offense, which was definitely a concern uh, during non-conference games. I think I, I think I'm, Partly surprised that we're 5-0 and because some of the wins have not come in the most beautiful fashion. But now that I'm, I've seen our defense play against some of these Big 12 teams, the I, I knew our defense was going to be good. They're better than I thought they were going to be. And now that the offensive line is playing consistently and they're all healthy and it's all starters, they're getting better every game. So uh, I'm not surprised to see them at the top of tier two. And I think they really do have a chance to still be undefeated when they face Oklahoma. So.
1: So I think the the one team that we're not talking about is Iowa state. I think it's the one team that right now feels like they've been left out of this. And the the one reason I bring them up is their schedule is very tenable the rest of the way. Um, There really isn't a stretch of games for them that, that, you know, it's not they don't really have like a murder's row set of games. Um, it's all pretty doable for them. And to me, I know their game against Kansas was a result where we we saw that coming, but I think they did they did kind of work some things out in that game. And they're on the road this week against Kansas State, a team they thumped last year. It's another game if, if they can kind of replicate their last offensive performance against um, Kansas State They'll be in good shape. The one thing I would say is that they have to finish drives better than they did in that Baylor game, and that's something that Oklahoma did really well last last week. Uh, is that or, or, yeah? Last week was when Kansas State kind of squeezed the game and said, "Hey, you've got this many possessions." Oh, OU capitalized. The question for for Iowa State, in my opinion, is can they do the same thing here moving forward? Uh, John, as as kind of the guy who covers the team that's the leader in the clubhouse right now. Which team in that group, that second tier, scares you the most? And obviously now Texas, you guys have already played them, so I guess they kind of fall off. But which team in that second tier kind of gives you the most
2: uh, pause or worry? Well, no, no disrespect to the the folks out in Stillwater um, and and Linda, but it's not the. I Cowboys. already feel
0: disrespected. I um, already yeah,
2: feel and, it. I mean, anytime you say no disrespect, there is some disrespect. You know it's coming? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like, yeah,
0: yeah. But
2: yeah, you know, the defense is legit for sure. I just don't think that they have enough offensive firepower to keep up with Oklahoma, but Iowa state and Baylor. Absolutely. I think they both bring really strong defensive units. They bring really good offensive playmakers. Uh, you know, Brees Hall's my guy. He's, he's my dude next to Kennedy Brooks. He's probably my favorite running back in the country to watch. Uh, you know, Jerry Bohannon or Gary Bohannon, he's having a fantastic season for Baylor. Um, just out of nowhere, and you still got Dave Aranda's defense coming to town as well. And so, I think those are the two teams that still give me a little bit of pause. I, I think Iowa State's a good team. And, you know, they've they've had some ugly losses. That Iowa game obviously looks a lot better every time Iowa steps on the field. But they're they're legit still, and I think they're still a legit threat to the Big Twelve crown.
1: And then I, I want to go outside the Big Twelve here real fast and, and ask you this, Jake. I mean, you know, covering a team in BYU, like the conversations around how these teams have to you know, what they have to do to make the playoff. What does it have to look like? Are you buying the Cincinnati conversation that they have to basically do what they did to Temple to everybody to make the playoff? Because I am not buying that.
3: Okay, maybe not what they have to do to the Temple, but I do think they need to rack up style points. They, mm-hmm. The fact that they're already at three, though, is a very advantageous position for them to be in. We all know that the rankings that are really going to matter come out November 2nd uh, with the uh, first official college football playoff rankings. We'll see where they check in there, but the good news is, is they have taken advantage of teams falling in front of them, and if they continue to win, there's absolutely a conversation to be had that they will be in the mix there. And I'm getting, and this is just an aside, I'm getting very much 2007 wackiness vibes from this 2021 season so far. So if it continues this way, there's no reason to think that Cincinnati will not be in it till the end.
1: Yeah, my. Uh, yeah, my my one concern about this. Everybody's mentioned two thousand seven with the because because with the current playoff format, I, I feel like this is we're going to end up with with the four teams with four teams that we normally get, but they're all going to have one loss. That's kind of where I'm at. Because here's the thing: I feel like at this point in time, I'm not sure if anybody's watched a recent Ohio State football game. Um, that is not the same team that played Oregon. They are an absolute machine, and everybody's crapping on CJ Stroud. We get way too impatient in the sport. Look where he is now. He's incredibly efficient. Travion Henderson is fantastic. they got the best receiving core in the country with Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. I mean, they're firing all cylinders, and their defense appears to have gotten a little bit better too. So it feels like they're in a good spot. Alabama in, in Georgia, I mean, Bama's going to – look, if Bama can run the table, all it's going to come down to, can they beat Georgia, right? And uh, that's going to be the situation. So, you know, one of those two probably gets in. Oklahoma, feels, it feels like we're, we're going to get – maybe Oklahoma or a big 12 rep, if they can get it up to that point. Um, But it does leave space. I feel like there is space for one other team to get in there. It feels like because that, that Alabama loss, the door might be a bit more open now for somebody else to step in because um, the worst case scenario for all of us, for people who like fun is Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC title game, because Georgia, Georgia is going to be safe at that point. Uh, I think we all feel like that. George probably gonna be safe, and that would be the worst case scenario. Uh, anybody Anybody disagree with that? Like that's the worst case scenario.
2: People who like fun. Yeah, that'd be the worst thing to uh, to happen yeah. for the Cincinnati Bearcats. I think is uh, or people who land. like fun or, or chaos. Like fun, yeah, yeah, or people who like fun. But I, I could also see a situation where that happens and it leaves a Big Twelve team out if Oklahoma ends up dropping one at some point down the down the road. You know, even if it's a undefeated when? Oklahoma State team.
0: Len, <laughs> I like that. thanks for making locked on pokes your first listen every day make sure to check back in tomorrow for some college football predictions now go make locked on big 12 your second listen get all of your daily big 12 news in less than 30 minutes with big 12 expert josh neighbors Free and available on all platforms. Remember, you can find me at Lindellians on Twitter or follow the show page at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes. Also on Twitter or the Locked on Pokes Facebook page. I will talk to y'all tomorrow. Go Pokes!